Welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever, where we talk about, I don't know how Jen does this, but you know how it goes. We have the Worst Combo Collection, and it belongs to us. I'm Sean, and I have a special guest co-host this week. What's up, guys? It's uh, Brian here. Brian, my brother, who uh, is here in town, great state of Colorado, hanging out with us uh, to, uh, we're, we're just visiting. Just so I am telling you guys, uh, Jen, Jen's fine. She's just not doing the show today. She's just, we had a long day today. We, she, she needs a rest. Trying not, trying to jam pack a whole bunch of things into like four days oh. is kind of a lot, you know? Well, the problem like sometimes too is like, well, first of all, we, we, so Brian's in town with my mother and they're staying with us and the, uh, schedule of just trying to fit things in and do things, you know, like, this is like the first full day that you've been here. And it's a, it, we're, we're trying, we went to up to Estes park, which is like a 90 minute drive through the mountain, you know, through a mountain and up there and, you know, you're up there. And so that was cool. You know, we went up there nice and, you know, as early as we could. Oh yeah. And, it was awesome. Yeah. And then we come all the way back, you know, and we're hitting some traffic and we're just in a car all day. So there's yeah, just a the, lot. The, the drive, the drive back, it was like two hour ride back. And I was just like, all right, this yeah. is kind of a little rough. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's usually how it would be like in LA and stuff like that. Like, you know, you go out <clears throat> to, you know, do stuff with, uh, you know, in LA and you just, you're sitting there and you're stuck in the car. And by the time you actually get to where you want to go, you don't really want to do anything else. And it kind of just wipes you out for the day. You know, by the time we were like, okay, let's go ahead and do this because we're all going to tape together. And Jen was like out like a light. So I was like, well, you know, we'll, she's like, go ahead, you guys tape. We'll, we'll do something different. And, you know, I just want to make sure we try to get something out because, I mean, maybe, maybe you can answer this. Like, we try to release on Thursdays, I think, because as a professional podcast person, I'm always like, oh, well, you should release on a separate day or a specific day. So that way people are, you know, following along and making sure that they're setting their schedules to it. We haven't been that good with that in the past couple months. It's been, it's been, you know, it's, it's rough because, you know, just to get, as you probably know, getting everybody together to do a show. Is... Oh yeah. No, for, for my show, uh, what the hops, which is a, a craft beer centered podcast. We, um, I always would try to do a show a week on a specific day like originally i think we started off on wednesdays and we started dropping on mondays and trying to get everybody together on a specific day to just record so i can get it out on that day yeah just never happened i mean wait, wait, wait. you weren't assured of your podcast yeah did you make that yourself yeah no i, I did i did a couple of test shirts like oh. for for me and the guys and their significant others and stuff can i get one I mean, I can, you know, and then the next batch. Yeah, because yeah, I need, I need, I need, I need more podcast shirts. I did actually create a Threadless store that I haven't actually like put up anywhere. No, oh, okay. Because you know everybody has a Threadless store for everything, mm. and I'm just like, yeah, I don't really know how like any of these are going to come out. Like this, I did with uh, custom ink actually. Oh, okay. So just to kind of test it out, and I don't know. The shirts actually came out pretty nice, so I would probably end up using that again at some point, but I don't know. No, I've, we thought about, I've always thought about doing merch for this show. It's just one of those things where it's like, the, the is the demand really there? I don't like know. Putting the effort into it? Like, I don't know. That's I've a good had, question. I've had a couple of people be like, yeah, oh, I would buy a shirt. And I'd be like, yeah, would you though? If I walked up to you and said, hey, I got your shirt, you'd be like, oh, shit. Never mind. Give me 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. I mean, if you are, for the folks that do listen to this podcast, you know, and we don't normally post these kind of questions on like Facebook and stuff like that. We're more about just posting, you know, comic book shit and stuff that's fun. But, you know, if you do, if you would get merch, I know there's some of you out there that would definitely do it. But if you, the, 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 for the lot of you that, listen to the show the majority of you folks that are listening to the show every week and dedicating your time to us would you buy a shirt from us uh let us know worst collection ever at gmail.com or should i hit us up on facebook facebook i'd be uh i'd be curious to find that out but 
Yeah. Well, one thing I'm surprised you guys didn't do is like have like any kind of like stickers or something made yet. I mean, you could, or even like some kind of cards where you can like throw at comic book stores for the we, amount of we, stores. We had the stuff. card. We had cards, and we sometimes and I have some left, but they're they still have like the sideshow logo on them. They don't really have like any information. I mean, they do and they don't. I mean, it's just one of those things where we just. I mean, it, it's kind of like what you were talking. We were talking about yesterday because you went to that went to that brewery. And you're like, well, you know, people get weird if you want to give them stickers. Or oh, I something. still, I still tagged that wall. I put, oh, you did? Okay, yeah. I put a sticker up on that wall, <laughs> which I think is probably the purpose of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of times, you know, you just want to leave some stuff there, and it's like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's well. I mean, you could easily. I mean, stickers are a thing where you can be like, hey, you know, we do this podcast, and you give to the people working there, and you kind of like hand them out. Or, I know people like fans of things do like them you could i'm sure people would be interested in like you know a sticker or something like that i think well the thing about stickers which i think is good about stickers is that they serve a purpose yeah you can actually put it somewhere like if you have a business card like i can't tell you how many business cards i have from shows that i'm just like oh i still have this you know if it's a for for the podcast though you can throw an information card like especially in a comic book store or something like that yeah who's saying you can't just drop a random card in like a on top of a box somewhere, you know, and just walk away from it. No, yeah. I don't want. I don't so want. That, I don't want to catch heat. So that. So then the next, the next random dude that's gonna start shuffling through and it's gonna be like, oh, what is this? Is gonna pick it up and probably just throw it aside. I'll tell you what. They're gonna look at it, and I mean, you're getting, you're getting some eyes on that. I guess I don't know. It's 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 marketing in a sense. I'll tell you what. When we go to Mile High, I'm just gonna litter the store with uh, with some cards that I have left over. Just throw them in some dollar boxes. Yeah, you go. You go back to the piss, days. piss off the Titans. Go back the, to the days of. Uh, go back to the days of you know people flyering for shows and stuff and standing outside and just like throwing things at you and you're like I don't want any of this. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, well, I mean, that's I I always will take a flyer. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do some stickers. I think I, I think we need to change our logo. I think we've had the same logo. We've had the same logo for since the beginning of the show, and it's a very it was well, it was done for free because it was done when I was at sideshow. We were at sideshow. Yeah, and basically they set the sh- you know I had our guy be like, hey, take a take this blurry picture of co- a pile of comic books, and like put the worst collection of you know just put like a very simple logo on it. And that's our thing, and it just kind of the more that I look at it, it, just kind of looks like barf, you know. At times, it's been it's been uh, it's been yeah, a while. So sometimes, sometimes when you're looking at it, you're not sure quite what it is at first, and you have to actually like focus on it to like figure it out. I don't know what it would be though, because I don't particularly like pictures, like doing doing my picture on a show, like on a, on a, on a thing. I don't not really a big fan of that, unless if like you're a big celebrity that's actually going to matter. You know, if you have some sort of art or whatever, I mean, at least your thing, you just have. Well, also, like, the, okay, the other thing, too, is like the words, worst collection ever. Like, I feel like it's weird. To, it's kind of cumbersome to put on something. I don't know. Without, I, I think a lot about this. Without having something that actually shows that it's comic books, too, though, that's the thing. So you'd have to show that there's comic books involved in the logo somehow. And then, you know, the the words, it's not necessarily anything that's bad. Well, maybe it's something where you put, and then there's a spitball in here, and we're doing this on the show, and give a fuck. Yeah. It's, you know, putting it, like, as a border, you know, because you can fit those things along the border. But, I mean, that again, again, you want to make sure people actually read what the hell it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got, I got to think about it. Maybe we'll have to figure that out, because I, uh, I could definitely, we could definitely use a refresher, but... Have someone draw a shitty version of the critic and just have him pointing at the screen. It says "worst collection ever." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to do anything uh, copyrighted. I know. I'm the, <laughs> I, I'm the poorest man in podcasting. I can't afford it. So, uh, but yeah. So we're. Uh, I guess we'll we'll have to consider that. But I guess I want to ask you before we get into our book. Uh, what do you think of Colorado so far? I mean. This is my first time here. It's like, um, <coughs> it's like when uh, I first went to LA for the first time to visit you guys when you guys are out there. Yeah, and it's a little overwhelming, and you're trying to find your 
ground on where exactly you are, where exactly you are, location wise. Yeah, because like you live what south of the city. Yeah, and you know we just went north of the city, and then there's a bunch of places where it's like okay, well tomorrow we're going to be going north, but not as north, and we're not really hitting the mountains, but we're kind of in the mountains, and the whole mountain thing is a whole new aspect of. You know, well, the thing too is like this city itself. I mean, that this the, the where we are right now is elevated already. Like we're not even in a mountain, but we're elevated. You yeah. know, and so yeah. that's in itself is very. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's different from what we're used to growing up on the East Coast. You yeah. know, well, like, yeah, I mean, the basic. Well, basically, yeah. Like, I mean. You know, lived in Buffalo, went to Boston, and then moved to L.A. And it's like we got mountains out level. there, you know. Like we, like, I was talking to some people earlier, and we were kind of discussing. It's like, oh well, do you guys have mountains out in Buffalo? And it's like, technically, no. Like we have we maybe have about like a couple a couple hours south of us you have like kind of like the foothills of the appalachians a little bit i guess yeah um but like then you can go to like that's the, like more in like pennsylvania though isn't it and that's what i mean like it's still a couple hours south yeah but then you can go what like five six hours east and like you're in the adirondacks right and that's a thing but then, like, you can also go, you know, five, six hours east and a little south of that, and you're in, like, the Catskills and Poconos and all that stuff. And that's, like, what people in New York City and stuff look at as their mountains. Right. And yeah. those mountains aren't these mountains, you know? No, no. Even the Adirondacks don't really compare to the Rockies necessarily. Yeah. Like, you have, you have a couple of tall peaks, but other than that, like, I mean, this is, this is completely different. No, this is this is the this is the real deal. But but it's cool though. Yeah. It's it's something. No, Denver Denver seems to be a pretty pretty cool city. Uh driving through when we were heading up to where we were today and stuff, kinda seeing the outskirts of the city and from the throughway and everything else was, you know, a little more eye opening and kinda gives an idea because out in Buffalo we're still not quite anything like this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've discussed it with you time and time again, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's, it's something that it feels good to be a, be in an area like this. It's, yeah. It's, it's nice to be able to experience it. Yeah. No, that's usually, it's usually how it is for me too. If I can hit somewhere up that I haven't been, you know, and just kind of see like, you know, just kind of see what the landscape is, you know, but I, that's how I kind of felt moving out here, but you know the thing that I realized quick is that you know there's a lot of people out here like us who are just you know creative types that are into just cool just you know just into random you know into shit like you know comic books and wrestling and beer and all that stuff and there's a lot of people out here that are into that stuff too. And I didn't feel as And there's also of, a lot of there's also a lot of transplants here too. Yeah, that's so yeah. I mean I didn't feel I didn't feel as out of place as I would of maybe being in like you know, like say if I was and I'm just using an example like Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't know really where to go heads up and I would feel like it's not it'd be more like going to Boston too, like because when I lived in Boston, like I didn't real I mean I didn't realize too much later that I was into a lot you know, I was embracing a lot of sh- shit you know that i mm-hmm. used to but granted i was going to school then so i had things to worry more things to worry about at that time but you know being in a place like la it's like that's just all there is it's just nothing but culture pop culture you know and you you know you got burgeoning scenes and where all this stuff happens and stuff and you're just you know you're into it but you know you come out here and it you know there's there's pockets of that and there's people that you know make their ways to make a way make a point to have that be a part of this culture, you know. So I'm not going to say that. I see culture. I'm talking like comic books and rest. It's the stuff that's like you know relevant to us, you know, at least to to the definitely to the people that listen to the show or whatever, you know. But I, uh, yeah, I have a lot of. I feel I feel good about it, you know. And I've uh, you know I've kind of kind of had a chance to take it in and you know kind of get the lay of the land and you know especially with the podcasting thing too, like 
there's people out here that are ambitious to do podcast stuff. I think they're a little bit more on the uh, high concept side of things. Whereas, you know, the podcasting that, and I, I think I've talked about this a lot on the show, but it's like, you know, I work for a place like podcast one where I do nothing but shows that are very much like, Hey, here's this person. Let's do a show around them. Whereas a lot of times, you know, a lot of the people around here are very much into like, Oh, well, we're creating a show around a concept or like an issue or something like that. And it's not, that doesn't always interest me as much. I know that's what it's more of these days because it's in that there's, there's definitely people out there looking for that stuff though. Oh yeah. Those, I mean, just look, I mean, there's definitely like celebrity and comedian driven (laughs) podcasts that people will still flock to. And, you know, they, cause that's, it's a familiar thing and that's really, you know, the easiest way for somebody to get into podcasting is like, oh, so-and-so does a show. I'll listen to it. Oh, I like that. Maybe I'll listen to something else. But but like the one of the easier things that people do when they start – I feel like one of the things that people do when they start podcasts is they look at what's popular. And a lot of people jump into like true crime being like – Well, that's the rage crime. now. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like – like now nowadays it's like there's everybody. It's all they want. Like if you look on Twitter, people are like, oh – Show me some uh, who has uh, who has suggestions for a podcast. I like to listen to true crime, and it's like you see like fifty people replying. Listen to my podcast. Listen yeah. to this. Listen to that. And it's like, what sets you apart? Why are you a better true crime podcast than the rest? Well, we're getting to that point where now that's the thing because it's kind of like how it was, you know, five, you know, five years ago. You know, later, you know, shit. Uh, yeah, five, seven years ago where like, you know, you had the Marins and the Hardwicks and all those shows popping up and then everybody else started doing these shows. And it was like, well, what makes you different than the other comedian that's doing this next show? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the big deal that you're bringing to the table? Because there's already a guy that does this really good and I should just listen to that, you know, and I don't, you know, unless if I really like you as a person, I'm not going to dedicate myself to that you know unless if i like if you're doing something different like a different concept like i think i brought the i was telling you about the all fantasy everything show yeah which i i've come to like the hosts more even though i was initially more bought into the concept yeah and it kind of came at that time but normally though i mean if you got you know, it, it usually for a comedian, especially for like comedians and celebrities, like you have to be like somebody that is going to command their attention and command their time. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of what happened. Like when everybody started doing these shows and everybody thought that, you know, they could, the sideshow was nothing but that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing but a bunch of people being like, yeah, I could do a show. And then they do a show and they're like, oh, wait, nobody gives a shit about me. Well, that's why, like, the show, like, I mean, when you had your hands in the, in Gilbert Godfrey's podcast, like, I mean, that wasn't just him just saying random shit. No. That was him taking, you know, a concept and bringing in these people that you wouldn't think to have on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And doing episodes with those kind of people. And it's well, and, and the thing about Gilbert's show is it's, you know, it part, mostly due to, you know, his co-host Frank and his wife Dara, you know, they manage a lot of stuff behind the scenes, you know, to help bring everything together for, you know, for when they tape with, you know, Gilbert's there and, you know, Gilbert's doing, they're doing the show and it makes a lot of sense to, uh, be, uh, for, for them, for them to do, for them to do that and create something that's bigger than just Gilbert Godfrey being like, ah, you know, cause Gilbert, you know, <laughs> that Gilbert likes what he likes and his act. I mean, it's the thing too. Well, think about something like Gilbert too. It's like, you know, I just – I don't think this is really – this is not really saying anything bad about it. It's just he has an act, and he probably does the same act for years. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he's coming to Buffalo, like, next month or maybe at the end of this month or something like that. And I'm, like, thinking – I'm, like, I guarantee you it's probably the same shit that he did, like, 
two years ago when or two or three years ago yeah. when we happened to like see him yeah and it's probably maybe he cycles out something different but i don't think he really like he has his act and he doesn't like he has a bit where he you know he talks about putting he puts tape on his face he pretends he's hulk hogan or whatever the hell it was i mean <laughs> that's, that's i remember that at least uh yeah i don't know i mean i'm not I'm not trying to drag on him, but same with the thing. But when it comes to the show, though, like his show is very unique, and it brings a lot to the podcast. And you know, his, you know, he, Gilbert's got a very like he's much like myself. You know, where I just remember bullshit about wrestling and other, you know, new metal bands and whatever the hell it is that I'm remembering at the moment. You know, Gilbert knows that about classic television and movies, and you know, he's, you know, and they and then you know, he's got Frank there to help him out and. That makes that show unique, but then, you know, it, but it could have also been just Gilbert being like, I'm going to talk about life, or I'm going to talk about comedy or whatever, and it probably wouldn't have gone over as well. Oh, so, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it's, the thing about out here, though, is that a lot of people, like, they don't, the groups that, the people that I'm trying to associate, trying to endear myself with. Or at least because that's the, that's mostly the scene. I'm, at least I'm, I'm trying to endear myself. I'm trying to like figure out a way to like be more active. And it's been a couple months that I've kind of taken some time off of it. But the groups out here are more like it's like okay, let's talk about politics. Let's talk about you know this horrible story that needs to be enlightened, and let's discuss that. And you know they don't really like. You know, they, they, I think the interviewing thing that, you know, everybody else does or whatever it is that they think the other podcasts do doesn't apply to them. And it's weird and it's it's difficult because, you know, coming from a place like L.A. where that's nothing but those people, yeah. you know, for the majority of it. I mean, granted, there's a lot of high concept shit flying around out there, too. But, you know, I mean, everything gets overshadowed by the people with clout throwing their names out in the podcast world well that and also too but now it's also a matter of like the, the obviously the true crime genre and like the true stories and just the highly produced stuff that people take a lot of time to dedicate to yeah. uh yeah because I'll, I'll say this like places like sideshow and podcast one when like when it's time to do a podcast the gestation period was always like we're doing okay so-and-so is gonna do a podcast and they're gonna start this podcast like next week you know, or they're going to do it like right away because they just they're just like, OK, we're going to bring this person and we're going to talk, you know, and, you know, maybe at Sideshow we would pilot it. But like a lot of times it just was like, oh, you're doing a show. Great. You know, maybe you make some money, you know, and but then you got places like Wondery and like these other podcast production places that like actually pilot it, actually like do focus groups within their company and have people listen to it and discuss it. It's not to say we didn't do that stuff at Sideshow, but there's a lot of work that go a lot more time that goes into before they actually even put up a trailer for it. You know, we would just be like, okay, this episode done. Great. Cause they, the so-and-so wants it up. You know, we have to produce something. We have to get this market out there into the market so we could sell some ads on it. If that's, if that was what we were doing with it, but yeah, it's a weird business. I don't like it. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could not do it sometimes. You know, sometimes I'm just like, fuck, man, podcasting, man. What the hell is it? Yeah, but it, it, in the end, though, it's fun. I mean, Oh, it's super fun. Especially if you, because the one thing, too, is you get some people that take it way too seriously. And, I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this show or if you happen to listen to my show at all, serious isn't really anything that's involved. Like... <sighs> Yeah, it's not like we're just putting out garbage, but, I mean, you know, at the same time, it's like... Some episodes are garbage. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I take it seriously because, I mean, and again, I, it's some of those things where I feel bad about myself where I don't bring where I don't keep a sedge schedule and I'm not more like dedicated to like edit you know making things more fine-tuned where because it's a lot of times but a lot of times I was saying we just, that's where the fun comes where me and Jen sit here we just bullshit on a comic and we just and I think that, that's, that's like, what I mean about not taking it seriously like the actual production of it and getting it out and doing all that yeah that's that's being taken seriously yeah but, like, I mean when yeah. you're when you're doing this right now, when we're sitting in front of the mic, like we're not here being like, oh shit, 
I can't say that necessarily, or I can't do that, or I don't want that. Out no, there. you're right. Yeah, you know. No, we go over. Yeah, we me me when me and Jen are doing this, like we just bullshit, and yeah. we just try to crack each other up, and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, we're married, so the thing, you know, the relationship is easy for us to just, you know, we've known each other for so long, so we can have a rapport on the microphone. Yeah. Whereas, you know, and that's that's actually a rare thing where people actually get together on a microphone that are like related people that are like dating or related to each other and you wouldn't i feel like it's not all it doesn't always work like it's supposed to thankfully for me and jen it does at least at least i hope so i mean i don't know i'm saying this but i don't know if the listeners are like no you guys suck i mean you can uh, tell you us guys that. have been doing this for what like five years now yeah yeah no let's see well 2014 so 2019 yeah i think it's for almost five years that's a long time to do a podcast goddamn i mean i figure if people weren't listening enough you were to stop doing it by then well yeah, that's true. I mean, given the given, the, I, I, I'm appreciative of the audience. I wish that more. I always stress people to tell their friends about it. And if you're new to the show, and oh, maybe you are, I don't know. I mean, we don't get a ton of press because there's a lot of podcasts out there. Yeah, but you guys just got the you got the Denver the Denver media rub. That like was yeah, that was unexpected. Ago. That was unexpected. I do appreciate that. I did email that guy too, and I, We've, you know, he was he was cool about it. Sometimes I wonder, like, how how do people find out about this show? How do people find out about your show? Because I mean, podcast discovery is a fucking dick dance. Honestly, the only way people find out about our show is if they go into the bathrooms and some of the bars and stuff and see a sticker, and they're like, "Fuck that sticker." That's the way to do it. You no, know, like, that's a way. That's a way to see something, and you go, "Oh, that that might be interesting," and you check it out. That's the one 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 thing that I've noticed is I for me personally in the scene back home and doing a craft beer podcast it's 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 tougher because you know it's a niche podcast I mean yeah, yeah so is comic books too but comic books are comic books are cool right now you know yeah like it's it's just that's the thing like people enjoy that stuff and yeah craft beer I guess is cool too but. When you're talking more mostly local stuff, like you have to like focus on the local scene to actually like talk about you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know for a fact that people, people locally, like, yeah, they do listen, but at the same time where they're, they don't really give a shit, which is fine because whatever, you know? Well, that's how it is. A lot of podcasts too, I think way that people listen to a show and you just kind of move on with it and you don't really you know like there's certain shows that like like for instance like we hate movies mm-hmm. you know we've i've been a big I, like that's a show where i just like listen to it and i'm just ex- i'm really excited to listen to it and jen every jen's really excited to listen to it like we were just big fans of it yeah i, and I listen too i mean yeah you listen those, too i mean we're just it's one of those it's one of those sh- things where it's like if you miss it it's fine, but then you go back and you're like, I'm glad I caught caught myself up on the stuff that you missed. Yeah, and there's some there's a bunch of shows like that. There's like like Zach Ryder's podcast, the Toy Podcast. Like, I mean, there's some stuff like that, but there's also I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, oh, how does this how did this get made? Like, it's a good show, but they're doing an episode. At least in my particular case, like I'm like, okay, well, just wait for the next week. It's not like I'm going out there talking about it and stuff. It's something, and, and maybe this week's episode is something that it's like, oh, I'm not really that interested in, so yeah. I'm not going to listen to it. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I can go on about this stuff, but like trying to catch up on podcasts, try to keep up on this stuff too, is very difficult. There's so many of them out there. Well, so many, not so so many of them, but there's so much like stuff where you're like okay like and especially for somebody like me who actually works in the industry that's that's what i do and like i want to be able to like when somebody comes to me and says hey man would love to work on a podcast with you or work on what what do you think about this and i want to be able to like say something to them about like well what's currently big right now or what form what what you know where where can you listen to shows why why are certain things more impactful in the industry than others you know because you know, for instance, like like the WWE started a podcast network and they're taking a slow roll at it, you know, roll out. And a lot of times you would think that a place like WWE would already have like a dedicated podcast network, like would have had that back when like the serial shit hit. But they decided 2019 was the time to wait. And I think it's that's smart, you know, because not everybody knows that this shit's going to actually fly, you know, and maybe it doesn't. You know, I mean, this just shit can go away. I don't know. I'm just all over the place on this stuff. This is all I fucking do. This is all I do. And anytime people like, I, I always talk about this shit and I drive Jen crazy with it. 
and I'm probably driving you listeners crazy with it because it's almost just like, well, why I need to think hypothetical situations, blah, 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 you know, but no, it's, and that's the thing. It's, it really is a business that there's a lot more going on to it than just, oh, hey, I'm just going to record this shit and throw it on the, and throw it on the internet for someone to listen to. Well, I mean, and that's the beauty of it is you could, anybody could do it, but that's also the drawback of it is that anybody could do it. I always say that. In my, in, I, I think that's a truth that nobody likes to really admit is that maybe you, you can do a podcast, but you don't always have to do a podcast, you know. And but it's the same way with TV, same way with movies. Where it's like you don't have to make these things, but you do. And look at fucking YouTube, man. People jumped on YouTube so quickly to try to monetize themselves off off of it, and just like now, like. You have people that's like, what the fuck are you even talking about that are making millions of dollars just because they get people clicking on their fucking videos? I don't even know. I can't. I'm, that's that's another one thing that I'm like so out of like the social media shit. No, it's like I don't. It's starting to get to the point now where you start seeing people that are like big in those things, and you're just like, I don't know who those people are, but everybody expects you to know them now. And I just yeah, fucking Twitch fucking celebrities. Like, what the fuck is Twitch even? I mean, I know what it is. That's what I mean. But ultimately, it's just fucking a channel for people to watch other people do things that they would be interested in doing. And I'll look, I'll, you know, look at things. I'll watch, like, like, like James Rolfe, like the video nerd. Yeah. AVGN. Like, I'll watch him and his cronies do that shit. And that's, I'll that's watch what that. it is. That's literally what it is. It's like dudes like that. Just like. But I like those people. Yeah. I don't care so much that what they're doing is what I'm – I mean, I'm, I'm interested in what they're doing, but I also like those people. It'd be also another thing too though if like I'm trying to like watch like a video and I just don't like the person's voice. Or don't like, it's it's – yeah, it's the same thing with podcasting and yeah, so I can – I can relate. But I guess I should get – we should get off this big meaty right. pulpit of podcast prophesizing. Yeah, this random – rant about podcasting this, this is what happens when jen's not here is that i'm just unloading she can't reel it all in usually she well because because she could we have other things to talk about you know we have other things to talk about as far as podcasting and or, or like comic books and stuff like that which uh you know that's what the show's about but sometimes we don't get to, you know sometimes i just go off but nonetheless uh i guess we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with our book for this week hi this is batman Whenever I lose my memory, I head over to thebatmanuniverse.net and check out the podcast, Bat Books for Beginners. The Bat Books for Beginners podcast breaks down and analyzes all of my adventures so I can remember how to get to the Batcave, which Robin I'm working with, and where I parked the Batmobile. Chris and Jerry, the hosts of Bat Books for Beginners, are honest about how well I'm serving the citizens of Gotham. Sometimes too honest, I'll have to talk to them about that. If you wake up one morning and think you might be Batman and have just lost your memories, go over to the BatmanUniverse.net or iTunes and check out Bat Books for Beginners. Now, if I could just figure out who this old man cleaning the Batcave is, that would be great. I asked my friend Scott Snyder and he didn't know. Don't be a supervillain. Visit the BatmanUniverse.net and listen to Bat Books for Beginners, also on iTunes. You'll be glad you did. Bat Books for Beginners is part of the BatmanUniverse.net Bat family of podcasts. Don't listen to Bat Books for Beginners when operating heavy machinery or juggling. If you listen to Bat Books for Beginners for more than four hours, call your doctor. Bat Books for Beginners is part of a balanced diet. All right, we're back here in our worst collection ever with our book for this week. We're doing The Flash, number 254, from October 1977. I figured we would do a 70s, 80s book. These are always like the easiest ones for us to do. I've just because felt. they're so ridiculously written. Yeah, and the, 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 I mean, you could usually just tell by the cover. You know, we were just like, oh, okay, this looks silly. Let's let's beat this up. That's always sometimes the thing that we always run into is, you know, we're trying to figure out, like, what should we do? And then you get you see a book and you're like, okay, that's going to be a fun one to do. And either <coughs> and either it's too depressing or it's too boring. And that's something that you, that's a risky run. Well, the good thing about the 70s ones, too, is usually the cover actually happens in the comic. 
right? Like not all the time, but most of the time. Like when you get when you but when you got into like the nineties and stuff a little bit, like the covers is just like I'm gonna draw something completely cool or ridiculous and stuff like that that might not have anything to do with anything that's going on in this issue. Oh yeah. No, that's that the nineties were notorious for that. But uh, this one works out pretty good. This one's actually pretty accurate. So it's the Flash. And on the cover, we have uh, him running into what is known as the Convention of Flash Villains. Because as many readers of the Flash are aware, he's got a very robust rogues gallery. Like, that are actually, like, friends. Like, that's something that's always been... That's always... I mean, it's not that it's not strange that there's you know rogues galleries that are like tight but well with every, every other like dc superhero like yeah they have their own set villains as well but like these villains didn't always really hang out like batman ones hung out be- with each other because they kind of had to sometimes yeah you but they didn't the- do it by like choice like these guys are just like these guys are just like you know, grabbing dinner together and like oh, they, meeting, they, 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 meeting up for coffee. And well, like, like shit, one of them died, and they're like, "Oh man, we got to name an award after him." It's like you don't think like yeah. the fucking Joker is not naming an award after you know KG Beast or whoever it is. You know, yeah, like, they don't they don't give a shit about each other. It's like Superman villains too. Well, Superman villains know? don't. Yeah, Superman villains are just you know because usually they're just big aliens. Yeah, you know, or they all hate, they all hate each other. Look, like Luther doesn't like anybody. Yeah. Like you know, Flash, Flash dudes, like I kind of want to be a Flash villain. I yeah. want to get in in this group. I think. Yeah, it sounds fun. You know, I mean, even Marvel, like you know, like X Men villains don't hang out. I mean, depending on who you're. Well, I mean, unless if you, I mean, you have your brotherhoods, yeah, the mutants. You have the, you have the Masters of Evil, but I feel like the Masters of Evil is just like, okay, we're here strictly to do evil. Like these guys are like we're doing evil, but we're also like planning other shit. Yeah, and we're like, I mean, I guess you had like the Sinister Six, which again, same thing though. They didn't, like, choose to hang out with each other. They felt like they needed to to, like, succeed. But uh, here we are on the cover, and this says Convention of, Sup- Convention of Flash Villains, and uh, Flash is running in, he's astounded, and we have uh, Pied Pipers, like, congratulations, Flash, you win the award as our favorite hero, and he's holding up this uh, award with a lightning bolt on it. Uh, and then you got Captain Cold thinking, oh, wait till you see what we give you next. He's got a a gun behind his back and you know we've of course the rogues we've got uh pied piper trickster mirror master captain cold and weather wizard we're missing heat wave and uh i guess that's that's how i don't know where he is he should be there he he had other he he probably had a family emergency maybe or maybe he let them, he let them know he's like sorry guys i can't make it this year maybe 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 he had, yeah cooked dinner or something like that i don't know yeah, like, or maybe he was trying something else out. Maybe he was hanging out with uh, Superman villains or something. He's like, "Sorry, guys, the wife will let me out to come to the convention this year." Sorry. So yeah, we start off though with on the, on the opening cover or in the opening page. It's uh, the title of the book is uh, "To Believe or Not to Believe," and we see the Flash doing a ring around a Rosie with Hawkman and Aquaman. Which That's, actually kind of makes which, complete sense. Which ends up making sense, and you wouldn't think it does, but it does. And then we see uh, Piper giving Flash this award, and then also Flash in a field, just kneeling down like it's like he's in sh- like he's like sobbing. Saw Shaw sank condemned. For whatever you you get it, you get it. Anyways, uh, so we start off here. Uh, the Flash is uh, we, apparently some kid. Went out on the ledge to get his cat, get their cat. They got stuck on the ledge because people people were like cutting promos on this poor kid. There's like, yeah, if she didn't look down, she would be okay. It's like, well, I like I like how in one of the pan then the panel where like the flash is up there, he starts getting there, and like the cat jumps out of the kid's arms. Yeah, and like the kid decides to jump after the cat. I don't know about that. I feel like the kid maybe lost her balance. But maybe, but else, but I did think that too. I but the way think... the way the the way the panel looks, it's like this kid's just like, oh, I can't lose my cat, so I'm gonna jump off this building. It's if like... we're gonna, sm- if she's gonna smear, I'm gonna smear. So she flies. So she's falling down, and the Flash does a a tornado of sorts to bring her back up, brings her back up to the mother. And on his way up, he sees Mirror Master just hanging out, 
in an apartment and he's like what the fuck what are you doing here but which, so he, which I, if i was a villain i would just kind of stand in my window on my costume too just like <laughs> just like staring at people to see if they notice yeah right and then uh so so flash's solution is to like go back into that apartment and just do a tornado like a like a super suction thing like a vortex of sorts to just empty this apartment and it turns out it's just some dude well oh, some dude Seems to be well asleep at one forty-five p.m. It's just funny that, like, you know, Flash is just like, oh, I'm going to pull everything out of this apartment and pulls the full bed out. Com- the guy's still completely covered. Like, none of nothing's like, you know, it's not like the guy's off the bed. Yeah, it's not like he's re- – if you see it was a suction thing, you'd think that, like, the he, covers would come off yeah, or, like, like whatever. Like none of that's just, happening. Yeah. But I guess I guess the Flash knows how to do those kind of things and yeah. not disturb stuff. Barry's, Barry's a pro. Yeah. So, and then on the way down, after he's like, okay, well, I fucked that up. I'm going to go yeah. see. I'm gonna so, go so he pushes the dude back in. Yeah. He goes down the street. He sees Mirror Master hanging out. Apparently, now he's on the street. And Mirror Master is like, okay, well, I'm going I'm to float over into this windmill. And Flash is going to follow me because, you know, Flash is kind of like, what the fuck? You know, you were in this apartment and now you're not. So Flash goes into this windmill. And that's where we see the rogues having their rogues gallery convention 77, which uh, does tell us that apparently in looks like at least it would have been a, a year. So two years, I think two years prior to this in episode issue number 231, uh, he encountered the flash con of villains. The first, the first one. That yeah. Happened. Yeah. He got, you know, so this is a this is an annual thing. I wonder if they still do this in comics, or did they get rid of it after Crisis? Did, oh, Crisis took care of everything. Did, did Crisis ruin the the uh, friendship that the Flash Rogues had? Because that would be a, that would be kind of a shame. It is. I, I, I think it is. I think I think uh, I think they just they just forgot about each other. It was like a basically what happened was it was like the end of Stand by Me, and Richard Dreyfus is like. Richard Dreyfuss is Captain Cold, and he's just writing about how like Trickster got his nut, his neck cut, his neck neck sliced open in a in a Hardee's or whatever fucking happens. <laughs> Trickster's like sitting on a Hardee's, just being like, "This is my life now." It's, it's, it's a Cap- shame that Crisis had to ruin everything. Huh? Captain Cold got a leech on his dick, all because they saw a dead body. Because they, because they saw the top's body, the top was dead. And they're like, let's go, let's go see Top. Make sure Keith Rosella doesn't show up. He might, he might kill me in the in the Hardys later. I'm remembering how Stand by Me wrong, <laughs> or maybe I'm not. I don't know. It sounds about right to I me. Think, I think I'm good. I think I, I think I got the movie synopsis down. So anyway, so they're in there, and the the villains are like, "Hey, free, free, free! You know, hooray for the Flash! He's our greatest uh, foe." You know, kind of like how we see in the cover here. And he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna like." He's like, this is fucking weird. He's, he's, first, he's weird, but also he's... They're not, like, doing any crime, but he's like, I'm going to fuck him up. Yeah. Before he gets to do that, though, like, <clears throat> Captain Cold, like, throws some dry ice on the floor. He's like, all right, this is going to, this is going to, you know, you're going to... This is going to mess you up. We're going to do that, and then we're going to give you this award. It's dry ice, but poison, too, because yeah. I don't think just regular dry ice will mess with the Flash. Yeah, it's true. It's like, well, he says, yeah, he's very specific. He's like, man, I got some new dry ice. Check this out. And he throws it on the floor. And then Pied Piper is like, here's the Roscoe Award in recognition of Roscoe Dillon. The only Flash foe to die he is the only one to die, which, you know, if we know comics, that doesn't always uh, stick. Maybe, I don't know, is he still dead? I don't know. You're I, the expert on that. I didn't bother to look. Because yeah, as we do with the show. you your uh, DC who's who or... Whatever, uh, see if he's in there. It's all stuck in the boxes. That's a pain in the ass. I don't know. I know. I know that it's easy to look it up. I could easily look for my phone, but that's the thing. I, I don't want to. I, I sometimes with this show, I don't like to. Uh, I actually, like to believe he's still dead. I want to believe he's dead, and he's they they saw him, and they all called in an anonymous tip to get to for the police to get him, and uh, maybe he got brought back in the new fifty two. Yeah, well, again, crisis ruined it. Crisis ruined this uh, Stephen King novella ending of the Rogues Gallery. So somehow the Flash is like he's holding this award, and 
the uh, he uses the uh, like his molecules to like vibrate so that he can basically like get him lo- get himself loose, and he annihilates this windmill. Because why should his villains have any fun? True, but you know it's they should they should have a they should have had a they should have planned for this they should have had it in a better like. Yeah, having it in an abandoned windmill is kind of a weird place. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird. Like you're gonna you have to you know go off of a beaten road and beaten path, and you have to find. Do you, think they, do you think they tried to like call up a couple Legion posts, and they're like, "No, we can't run to you." Yeah, Legion Legion posts were not down. They should have called their buddy Mad Dog. Could have, could have, he could have, could, he could have hosted their convention in, in the woods, like the Juggalos. He could have had it in North Tonawanda. <laughs> at, at Stamps, they could have did that at the gathering. <laughs> at the gathering of Juggalos, also featuring the Rogues Gallery of the Fla- Flash Rogues Gallery. What if the Rogues Gallery convention was the ori- the origin of the uh, the gathering? Oh man, I know our, one of our listeners, uh, Nick, is a big ICP fan, so maybe. Uh, he, he, maybe this might this might be something to uh, to think about because I would like to believe this is canon. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but again, I crisis ruined it. Yeah. So you know what? Forget we ever said it. It didn't happen. The ICP, the the, the gathering ICP of juggle- could have been a thing if crisis didn't happen. <laughs> you know, it could have been happening in the eighties. Oh you know? man, that'd be some hot shit. New wave ICP. New wave. New wave ICP. <laughs> torn with Jefferson Starship or whatever. Anyway, so Flash blows up this windmill and he goes back home and he's like, "All right, well, Iris ain't home. I'm gonna make her dinner." And then he realizes that apparently they have like some gal, this girl Stacy, that like stays with them. If dude, if you're trying to hide a, your secret identity and stuff like that, why are you having a student stay with you? I wouldn't have anybody staying with me. That's what I mean. Like, come on. Like, you're just asking for yourself I, to get into trouble. I can't remember if Iris knows about this or not. If it's hard knows, to if she knows he's a flash. Yeah, it's it's always it's I always forget because I feel like she's one of the ones that like know that knew. You know, it wasn't like a lowest thing. You know, it was like you're you're just asking for someone else to find out about you. Then, like, mm-hmm. you're just you're just you're putting yourself in danger. You're putting that person in danger. Like, you're just that's a dumb move, Barry. And especially if Iris doesn't know you're the Flash yet, then you have two people wondering, it's like, oh, what the hell just happened to Barry? Or why is he being weird? Or why is he doing this? You know, and that kind of like comes up in here. That's why it's like, I wonder if Iris knows at this point. She might. Barry's like, oh, so-and-so's here. That's interesting. I didn't realize she would be here, but I guess she's here. And she, he's, he's, he walks by the uh, her room. And he thinks she's singing a disco hit because she just hears her talking in tongues. And then he opens the door and there's a bunch of like, it's, it's like the fucking like poltergeist or some shit going on in there. She's sitting there. Uh, th- actually, this chick is sitting here with, with a honest to goodness wizard's dunce cap on her head. Yeah. yeah like, it's, like she, it's like she went pretty to, ridiculous. Like she went to Party City and was like, I am committing to this. I'm wearing this stupid fucking hat. I'm doing black magic. I need something to show that I'm doing black magic. Oh, that hat will do. Yeah, that hat. That's all they have. They don't have the uh, the crown of bloody thorns for me to wear. So I guess I'll wear this dunce cap. And she's just sitting there calling up a bunch of demons. Barry kind of no sells the demons a little bit. Like he's 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 like, holy shit, those are demons. But he's not just like, what, but he, what does he say? He calls them like. He, goes, he calls him something. He, he walks in and he's like, oh, she's practicing black magic. And she's even conjured up some frightening demons. Yeah. So he does call him frightening. But, like, he just kind of, like, closes the door and walks away. This kind of this is kind of where everything kind of goes, like, kind of weird for me reading this book. Cause... Yeah, the plot, the, plot of this, the plot of this issue, like, kind of falls apart. So this girl, uh, so anyway, so, like... She shows up, you know, he shows up and he's like, oh, Iris is in the kitchen. He talks to Iris and then he's on, he looks on the TV and he sees the scene from earlier where the kid's falling off the roof with the cat and the fireman saved the cat and the kid, but it wasn't Flash. And Flash is like, no, I saved them. And everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then Barry, all of a sudden, I think he just disappears. Well, is that what we're supposed to believe here? In this, like in his mind. So... If you fast forward like a page or two, like you find that, like what really happens, right? Okay. Because like, that's like, you know, this M. Night Shyamalan 
plot twist now you know well, well they have, basically what happens is he falls through the earth and he ends up in like an underground cavern and he runs into this guy named uh mazdan who apparently was a villain that he encountered all the way back in showcase number four for christ's sakes and he's like hey you were like some uh science futuristic scientist that like was trying to like fuck with our timeline and I stopped you, and the guy's like, yeah, you did. You stuck me in the bottom of the earth, you fuck. And he's like, well, I'm going to continue to do that. Yeah, we get, a, we get a whole bunch of panels of, like, the Flash beating the shit out of this guy. And then it all of a sudden goes to this guy. Like, while this is happening, this guy's explaining what he's doing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this isn't even happening right now. You're still standing in your kitchen. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you cut back to him, like just frozen in the kitchen thinking yeah. that this is going on right yeah and then he sees this award on the counter and he's like how long has that been there and iris is like i don't see anything you know and so he's uh you know he's losing it you know because he imagined all this stuff at the rose convention and with this mazdan guy and the award and it just kind of you know he's going all over the face and then he gets a signal from the jla and he's like, well, this will be good. You know, maybe like somebody's, you know, maybe like, you know, Mezo's fucking stomping on somebody. So maybe I'll go and do that. And maybe this will help me clear my mind. And on the way there, this is this is kind of, this is, it doesn't even confuse me more because I'm like, is he hallucinating a trickster here or no? Well, from what we find out at the end of this issue, he's not hallucinating that or the award. Right. Well, so, he had to be hallucinating the award because he couldn't because nobody no, else could no, see it. No, no, because Mirror Master says that he oh. put a thing over it so that Flash is the only one that can see it. <sighs> so they are actually being the villains in this, but so is this Mazdan guy. Wait, so I thought Mazdan didn't exist. Well, no, he does. He's like messing with Flash still. Like that's the thing because so not only is he messing with Flash, so but... like this jail, this JLA thing isn't really happening, right? Right, the Trickster thing's happening. So he goes and grabs Trickster, and then well, this is the, okay. First, first of all, Trickster's just in the middle of the woods yeah. with a shovel, and the Flash is like, "Oh, maybe he's burying some loot." It's like, I don't know about that. Maybe he's burying a body. You know, he is one of your villains. Maybe he's bur- maybe he's burying the top. You know, he's like, I finally got to bury him, you know, can't let any. We've been know. staring at this body long enough. Jerry O'Con- fat Jerry O'Connell, hopefully fat Jerry O'Connell won't see him. <laughs> so he's buried, he's got, but he's just standing there with a shovel. And then all of a sudden the shovel turns to a rocket and the flash is like, well, I'm going to like stop the trickster. And then as he's running with the trickster, he runs into uh, Aquaman and Hawkman. And this is where they start doing their little ring around the rosy and then all of a sudden aquaman turns into a big fish and and this is where we get him on the middle of the field and he's he's losing his goddamn mind and it's yeah it's actually so that, it's actually pretty sad and that's why that's why this this mazdan guy exists right now because then like it goes into the next the uh, couple of like panels or um trickster explaining to somebody captain cold that like yeah he grabbed me he was talking to nobody and he just started crying in the field. So then I got, I just got out of there. It's like, I didn't want to be a part of this. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like pat him on the shoulder or something? Like, he's just like, I, I, I can't call handle social this. services. Like, he's you gotta like, call, you gotta call the, you gotta call the, the, the state to help, help with them. That's what, that, that's what, that's how they help Joker in the movie. You know, he goes, he's, he's getting state aid. You, you know, the, I think the flash could use some state aid. Trickster, Trickster's still kind of pissed. He's like, "Yeah, we were having our party, and he ruined it." And now, all of a well, sudden, th- like, I thought the party wasn't real. See, and that's, but that's where it's like because the this the the award was real. The the party turns out to be real. Well, the party okay, that's right. The party turned out to be real because Captain because Mirror Master was like, "Yeah, I gave him this gimmick award that only he can see," and then I also yeah. like threw us into a mirror somehow and make us disappear. Yeah, whatever. And yeah, okay. Yeah, this makes sense. So, like, they had this plan, and it just happens that they're doing this at the same time as this Mazdan guy's trying to get his revenge. So, what like, a, Flash is, like, literally fighting, like, six, seven people at once right now. What a pile of dicks. That sucks. I feel bad for the Flash. Actually, I actually, I genuinely feel bad for the Flash in this. 
it makes me uncomfortable to to know that he's just having this awful time awful like like they really like did him in but not like with like physical stuff like with like just screwing with his head see so now now i wonder if so i mean i guess well we could finish this well that's that's basically how it ends because basically they're like because you know the rogues are like i don't know what his problem is but you know i made i i gimmick this award and he's all over the place but now we got this other you know we don't know what else is going on and that's how this ends yeah so it's like it's obviously a to be continued so if you need yeah. to know what happens you do have to read the next issue and i'd be curious to read the next issue on it yeah um i don't know, because, if, I don't know if i would i feel, I feel well, like again i feel well, because like is is this is this student that they have actually practicing black magic do we do we get any conclusion on that oh, i should have looked her up you know, like, does she become a witch of some sort? Yeah, like, is is she anything of relevance, or is it just something random that this guy decided to like well, mess do you, with them? Do we yeah, do this Mazdan was like, hey, you know what? So you got this hot chick living with you. She's into devil shit. Then I and then and then you thought that you saved a cat and you didn't. But yeah, that's something. Maybe this maybe this dude's like actually hanging out with the rogues. Maybe he like was maybe when like they were at Starbucks, like all sitting around a table. He was standing in line. And he was over listening. He's like, oh. You guys hate the. You guys don't like the Flash. I don't like the Flash too, and maybe he's in on this. You know, maybe they like him because he kind of looks like Lex Luthor. They don't have a Lex Luthor in their group. It's yeah, he, got... he when 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 he showed up, I was like, that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, is that? I'm like, why is Lex Luthor doing something here? <laughs> I was like, oh wait, it's not him. Okay, uh, it's a mother jabroni. Well, yeah, I wonder, I wonder what happens to Mazdan. You know, there's a lot. Of, I have a lot of questions about this. I don't know if I want to find them out though. I don't really. I don't know if I care as much. Obviously, someone thought whoever wrote this issue decided that hey it was time to bring this guy back into the fold hell yeah carrie bates you know like he was like looking at old issues and being like hey this guy seemed kind of interesting i'm gonna who haven't we used in 20 years actually they'd be my kind of shit you know that's what a lot of like random writers used to do back in the day though kind of try to bring some guys back i feel like kevin smith did that with some green arrow guys probably when like he was writing for them yeah, that would make sense. We'll come, you know, somebody like actually that'd be actually that's kind of my, my thing too. Because like I'm such a f- sucker for like random dudes that are like like the like especially when you're reading like the Marvel like uh, like whatever the fuck it is the the uh, handbooks mm-hmm. and you just see like all these random people that you're just like well, whatever happened to this guy. And you're just like, oh, no, maybe bring him back. Well, because why, why, like, introduce a brand new character and then just throw someone in there that's probably never going to be used again once you stop writing that damn yeah. series, you know? So, like, bring back somebody else's work, you know? Yeah. Well, hey. And, like, expand on that guy's, you know, thing. Because, like, if it's available to you, why not? Yeah. Well, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like. All wrestling, you know, you want to use all your. I, I I always like seeing different stuff. That you know, I mean, if it's new, it's new. But I also like bringing something old and making it new, and making it or making it relevant. As long as it's done right. If it's done, if it's you know, if it's worth and your that's, time. That's the question I think we're left with with this issue. Well, yeah, but it's being done right. I'm pretty certain whatever goes on in this is probably fixed up in the next issue, and it's probably not that satisfying because again crisis ruined it but this is also the only time i've ever heard of this dude so i'm assuming this guy probably doesn't exist anymore maybe not yeah i'm, I'm, I'm sure this is all backed up i mean barry you know wasn't around after this for a while anyways but not after this book but i mean you know 10 years after this he was you know basically yeah. like fucking crisis crisis fuck you crisis <laughs> anyways uh that's it for this week's episode. Uh, that's it for the Flash number two fifty four from October. I'm sorry, yeah, October nineteen seventy seven. Thank you for listening, folks. Brian, tell people where they can find you on social media and tell people about the show. Yeah, you can uh, go follow What the Hops um, on Twitter and Facebook at What the Hops on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast. I do a lot of stuff with instagram stories and all that stuff trying to like get people involved with actually seeing what we're doing and you know what we're drinking and all that fun stuff um you can find us on hop.network.com or bigheadsmedia.com where you know we have our show at 
and wherever honestly you get your podcast so go find that and uh you know hit us up yeah definitely do that and uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at angry hero sean and you can find jen on instagram and twitter at jen stansfield and look for her on wordpress she is doing x-files reviews so you should uh support that as well yeah please rate review subscribe on apple podcasts and anywhere you get the show find us on also on facebook and also email the show at worst collection ever at gmail.com thank you again brian for joining us and that's it for this week's show and we'll catch you again next time and just imagine uh jen saying bye